Oh no. <laughs> Welcome in to the I don't know. Naked River Studios. <laughs> oh no. Well, anyways, that's enough of an intro. Oh, no. Welcome to Switchbacks and Sweat Stains, a podcast about living life in the South and running long distances. I am your sometimes humble host, mainly sarcastic host, Charlie Haney, alongside very savage, but very kind, Leah Mulligan. Now an oxymoron. This is exciting. Um... Yeah. <laughs> this is what we got. It's been so long since we have recorded in person that uh, it just feels weird, to be honest. I'm so used to just being huddled up in uh, my the bedroom upstairs where my uh, desk and all that stuff is, and I have to talk into that with 30 takes. Wish there was a fly on the wall. The witness to that. No, no, nope. And one more time. One of these days I'll, I'll record it. Hey, you're getting compliments on your radio voice, though. So you're doing something right. Yes, thank you, Michael uh, Basuni, for letting me know that I've got a, a voice for radio. I've always been told I have a face for radio. so Tragic that no one gets to ever witness it. At some point, we will go the route of every other podcast that does a YouTube version. I don't, I don't know if the world needs to see us. It's questionable. I got a haircut today. I got a massage today. I am on top of the world. I have Just liquids. a little oily. I, I do have an oily residue to me. Um, I'm an oily boy. We've been talking about you leaking recently, though, so oily is maybe better than leaking. Debatable? I don't know. That's up for the giggle gang to decide. Can pull the room. The tribe of elders. Uh, this show, this particular episode, episode seven, we're getting close to double digits. So proud of us. Um, I don't know what, uh, what the next one is actually going to be. We'll maybe, a variety of options. We'll hit that at the end. Uh, but this particular episode, it's a little bit overdue. Uh, we're about a, coming up on a month removed from Broken Arrow. Which feels really weird. It did give me hope yesterday. Mike posted on Strava that he was just now feeling normal from Broken Arrow. He had like one run since it that he felt okay. So the fact that we've been having a rough time since coming home maybe makes sense. All the road runs or flat runs have, have felt great. It makes no sense. I cannot wait to talk to my coach about it next week. I'd, I've What's put, wrong with I've, I've put in the run, run comments, I think yesterday for uh, the interval workout, I was like, I feel like a shell of a human being on the hills. Like I, I feel like absolute garbage. Um, so I don't, I don't know what that is, but I feel I, it's the best I've ever felt on a flat surface. It's so odd. I guess that's maybe where the altitude kicks in, but I swear, I don't know if we were just delusional the entire trip but i felt like we were running hills really well out there we got home and they're shorter hills and were terrible i don't know yeah we'll 
I'll circle back on what uh, what Coach C tells me next week. Um, I guess our first topic of conversation was we've kind of already hit on it as our feel, feelings about being home. The first bullet point was how have runs been? I felt like they were better when we initially got back. I had like two days where I was like, wow, I'm the best runner ever. This is fantastic. It's like jogging all around. I did a BDL cool loop on lookout pretty quickly. I was like, yeah, I'm like in a groove. Altitude did something for my life. I think that it got hotter, but that doesn't explain the fact that my legs just stop functioning halfway up a hill. Yeah, not only am I like having trouble breathing, but I feel weak. Like my legs do not feel as strong as they did out west or at like during Broken Arrow and even the run the day after Broken Arrow, which we'll maybe get into. Uh, I don't think I've actually given a, a topic to the listener as to what we're about to cover. Uh, this was supposed to be, we had did an, an initial recording probably two weeks ago. Yeah, we've done this before. Um, yeah, this is take two, not going to lie, of just kind of our, our overall discussion of the trip out west. Maybe a, maybe or maybe not. I have not reread my run of show from two weeks ago to see that we're actually going to talk about. I'm not sure we actually successfully had a run of show. It was kind of us rambling and still being kind of out of it from the month of travel. Yeah, because I'd gotten back like less than 24 hours. You had had too much alone time. and I had not really spoken to a whole lot of people and having to talk into a microphone again. Actually, I talked into a microphone a lot. I did a lot of the like mini mic interviews, which are up on our... And will be up on our Instagram page. We have one. I've got to do another really, one. The one with Will's probably the best anyway. So it's the best content wise. The next one up is actually going to be Wes because he gives a really good um, review of the the race. Gives some very nice reviews for a Broken Arrow, which I plan on tagging them in. So just continuing to try and bolster a relationship there. Um, yeah, we're essentially going to talk about the trip as a whole. Uh, our thoughts on, I guess, almost semi a comparison of what or the differences between running out west in the multiple states that we ran in versus here or something of that nature. We're essentially just going to talk about our trip, so you can skip this episode if you don't want to hear about it. Uh, but I think you'll get something out of it, so please listen. Support us, uh, rate, review, subscribe. All that jazz. All that jazz. Follow us on Instagram at uh, chat underscore rabbit underscore runners. Shameless plug, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I've kind of made this like a, a chat rabbit runner podcast. I don't know. I think that's kind of the goal. Yeah, it's a Chattanooga running podcast. Who wants to hear just the two of us talk? That'd be dramatically uninteresting. Uh, yeah. That's this is probably going to be one of the last episodes where it's just us talking for a good chunk of time. I must start. Um, we have slowly started to line up some guests, um, some people from uh, the Bad Beard events, all those fine races that we'll get to talk about, and then I'm going to have a local uh, running store owner on the podcast, which should be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to. Because uh, he provides a lot of a lot of good insight on race directing, just running in general in Chattanooga, 
we're not going to be a trail running only podcast. We're trying not to be, so I'm going to branch out a little bit. Um, and I think, who puts on the, the Scorcher? Is that? That's Chattanooga Track Club. So that's way out of left field for us. Yeah, it's not us. Uh, but it could be. We find somebody at Chattanooga Track Club to interview. Oh, I got some Facebook friends. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, speaking of friends. Um, <laughs> We've got those. It's amazing. We have them, and we <laughs> traveled out west with them. I guess, do you want to start from the top? We, I don't feel yeah, like we describe. need to cover. Do we need to cover being home anymore? Nah, we're here. We're th- nah, I, don't, I was about to say we're thriving. We're not totally thriving, but we're almost thriving. Um, could go back out west tomorrow and be happy. But oh, yeah. trip as a whole, we left the very beginning of June, and Charlie didn't join us the first week. It's absolutely tragic. But Mike and I left the day after Memorial Day and ended up doing the whole drive, one fail swoop, skipped Kansas City, staying there, drove all the way to Colorado, got there at about 2 a.m. for the whole 20 hours of driving, and then had a whole week in Colorado house-sitting for a friend here in chat. We actually lucked into the place just by me mentioning that we were going out west and got to water some plants and feed a slightly demented cat named Mango to stay in the house the whole time. So that was awesome. Um, Mike and I pretty much tried to jump into altitude as quickly as possible to get adjusted and did some runs about 8,000 feet. I hopped up to about 12,000 feet and then did a 14er that first weekend there. So that was kind of dumb. It kind of wrecked me for the next week, I guess. I got a little bit nauseous and my runs out west weren't really great until the second half of the trip, so I can't really glorify the entire experience. I really had a terrible time with breathing and with tummy troubles for a good chunk of that. Well, we'll uh, we'll probably dive into that. Um, I guess to cover the rest of the trip as as a whole. So we yeah, you get there. Y'all spent a week, and then Martha and I showed up. A uh, friend of the pod, Martha Klimmer. Um, I think we've mentioned her if you've listened to other episodes. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. Uh, she's the person we may mention in one of the first episodes that um, ran the uh, mountain marathon out there at Black Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so she and I showed up a week after, and we stayed another, what, six days? Yeah, spent that, about not that long there, and then Adventure. a horrible night in Vail. That's yeah. a story we can continue later on. Rough time. Yeah, made a stop in, in Vail from there, entered the great state of Utah, uh, visited a, a national park, uh, hit up Provo and Salt Lake, where we stayed with more friends for a few days, and uh, told Martha to go home, and she did. And we, and she forcefully wanted to go home. She like, she was, See you guys. I'm, was, I'm done. She was done with us. Um, and then we ventured on to uh, Winnemucca. Winnemucca. We had one beautiful night in a tiny hotel room in Winnemucca. It's great. I guess, I guess we did hit up Nevada. Um, Very briefly. And then to Truckee, uh, where we spent a few more days and, and raced. So that's our general outline that was our end destination where uh broken arrow was there in 
uh, I, I guess technically Olympic Valley. So Truckee was like 20 minutes away, maybe something like that. It felt like it was five minutes. I, I was always so jazzed to get there. Uh, yeah. And that's where we raced. And then people scattered their different ways. Some people, very, some people very got their butts on home. Some people drove back. Uh, some people stayed for Western States and some <clears> people <throat> stayed for a wedding. It that transitions us really well into just kind of talking about Colorado as, as a whole. Um, other than that uh, movie night where Martha didn't share her um, Chipotle, what were some other favorite moments that you had just specifically in our time in Colorado? And why was it not Vail? I mean, I'll I, cover why it's not Vail. You got this. The sheer disgruntlement, I feel like you got hit worse by Vail just slightly. But I guess we can focus on we did actually run on the strip. We didn't just eat ice cream and eat pizza, unfortunately. We went up to Rocky Mountain National Park, was a highlight, and ran Estes Cone, which was most of the crew's first time up above 10,000 feet on this trip. And it was just super gorgeous. It had views over to Long's Peak, one of the really famous 14ers in Colorado. And when we ran down, most of us jumped in an alpine lake. It was really cool. We got to kind of ice the legs and kind of get in a groove that day. I got to DJ on the drive back, so had a ton of fun music playing that we were all just pretty much scream singing the entire way. It was awesome. That was the night I think we got Chipotle too. Glorious day. Then it was just kind of fun seeing the local trails. We went, wandered all around Boulder and hit up some breweries and surrounding areas, some coffee shops, pretty much went to a different coffee shop each day. And I think having that concentrated week in Colorado really let us get a feel for the state as opposed to some other places where we felt way more rushed. And I feel like we got to just really live up to our group name as the Google Gang. We spent a lot of time just laughing and, dare I say it, bonding as a group and had a bunch of fun um, just getting to see what the state was like. Uh, My favorite moments from Colorado were... um, Hmm. I didn't like Table Mountain mainly mainly because I fell and I had to deal with that for the rest of the trip and I still have a knot (laughs) on my knee. Didn't you literally two days ago say that if we lived there that would be the home trail? That would be the the guild-like trail, but I know what shoes to wear now. Fair. Um, Either that or the flat stuff around Green Mountain. Um, Honestly, I I think my, my favorite parts were just hanging out at night going and and visiting a a new coffee shop during the mornings uh stuff like that um because i i think we we needed that time in one place and um we knew michael but didn't know michael very well so the raunchy movie plus um a youtube video on how to make an alt j song if you haven't um, look that up. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, that was uh, a song that we sang a bunch as a group. Now we're just going to sound super weird, so we're just going to lean into it. Um, Please don't sing it. No, I won't sing it. Okay, thank you. We'll put that in the outro music. <laughs> oh, buddy. And yeah, just developing those uh, that friendship and that group. I also really enjoyed the the night that the family came back. Yeah. And we got to hang out with them. 
that was probably uh, the, the best part of that. Least favorite part of Colorado was going to Vail, where I got some altitude sickness or just people sickness. Um, equally likely. Yeah, I really, I truly don't know. So I essentially laid in a, a, a friend's 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 apartment. Yeah, I think that's the accurate amount of friends. Jeez. Um, yeah, the degrees of separation there were. Um, that's borderline illegal that I was in there, but we we stayed. Well, to be fair, it wasn't the highest of accommodations for you, so shouldn't be illegal. True, the AC didn't work. It was it was windy enough. I kept all the windows were open during the day, but that didn't help at all. And it was eighty five uh, that night inside the apartment. So bad. Where we were trying to sleep, and there was only one bed, uh, a couch, and then floor space. Which there was only one carpet in the bedroom, so all of us, I don't think, maybe Mike brought a sleeping bag pad, but I didn't, you didn't even bring a sleeping bag. Nope. Uh, Once I knew we weren't camping, I was like, why am I bringing that? So we didn't get the bed. None of us did. So Mike like curled into a corner and his feet were like on my head. We had to like smush near the door at the base of the bed area and one of our friends maybe a minute after we all laid down, started profusely snoring. And all of us are just like, well, this is it. This is the night. We're laying there, sweating. It's horrible. Charlie's eating donuts to really relieve his stress over there. You gonna talk now with your mouth totally full? Who eats little donuts in one fail bite? He doesn't bite them in half and then eat them. It's He's still m- chewing. It's messy. Yeah, you can't talk. If you take a bite out of it. So, a little uh, bit of powder. I got visibly upset laying there on the ground because I was so close to falling asleep. And then uh, something funny happened out in the parking lot. Oh my God. And people laughed. So loudly. Who cackles at like midnight? I don't know, but it it made sure I was going to be awake for another two hours as I started to get Jimmy legs. Yeah, I'm just happy you didn't kick me. I've been like, all right, Charlie, this is the end. Where it just like, it made my, it was like a, almost a muscle spasm where it would just like build up and then I would have to like <laughs> kick my leg. <laughs> Probably one of the worst nights of sleep. Top three worst nights of sleep of all time. Ditto. Gosh, I hated that so, so much. It's that bad, like, irrational anger, too, when you're tired and you're like, well, just so pissed off at nothing really right now. Just the whole situation. And then we got to spend another, like, seven hours in a car the next day. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, But that got us into a new state, uh, Utah. Oh, the day turned around. It was better. We got arches then. Yeah. That was happy. Hit up a a national park that was Martha's first national park. Rocky Mountain was first. This was second. Rocky Mountain was first. We did well for her this trip. Yeah. It was gorgeous. There was a breeze. Highly suggest visiting Arches. Wish we'd had the energy to run. We kind of just sat there quietly, all of us, for an hour. And we're like, yep, we're tired. I loved it. I had a great time. I think we were, uh, we were slap happy at, at that point. Uh, a different kind of beauty. Like, I'm not a big mm-hmm. desert guy. I definitely prefer the sweeping mountains myself. But that was really nice. So, uh, two thumbs up for, for Arches. 
Uh, and the end destination was actually uh, Provo. Surprisingly cool. Yeah. Is that the same day? Did we run that night? Yeah, we got we ran once we got to Provo because uh, you and Martha got in that uh, fountain pond thing. We found a museum and barely avoided getting arrested by leaping into the museum fountain and swimming. I don't think that was a museum. That was just a, a place of business next was to the church. Was it not a museum? There no. was definitely like art or something happening there. In, no? In nice business buildings, they put up art once you go in the front door. Shut up, Charlie. <laughs> So, oh. I'm gonna ask Martha. I swear both of us were convinced. Are we sure it wasn't a museum? Um, pretty positive. Okay, I'm gonna but, ask Googling now. We'll uh, maybe get a Snapchat consensus back. Sure. Uh, that night was what, probably the night where we started going through New, New Girl as a. Oh no, that was when we got the horrible Mexican. We had a rough 24 hours. Yeah, I don't know why how we kept it together and didn't start crying we did listen to a bunch of adele no one cried on and this T-Swift. trip i guess i cried after the race but no one like sad cried on this trip no no sad crying um yeah we added some terrible terrible food i guess that what other no we we did do another run in uh in utah on trails once we got to salt lake the the next day uh, the the runs in the in the Wasatch were it was gorgeous. Were fun though. Yeah, y'all went up on a on a to different Lake route. Lake Blanche was pretty cool, and you went for flat and then got maybe more vert than us. Same amount. The same amount. Like yeah. if, if you look at either of our our runs on Strava, I guess mine since I'm uh, a subscriber. That was so cool, Charlie. You can look. Uh, that's about to end. But anyways, uh, <laughs> unless Sorry, you sponsor, Strava. sponsor Strava. Uh, I was at pretty much at the, the same point on the mountain, but just on the other side of the ridge. Just, so, you don't need excuses to avoid us. You can just take your alone time. It's okay. I, I like peer pressured myself into running uphill because uh, I was still dealing with the knot in my knee. <laughs> Which doesn't seem to have affected your life at least. Uh, it was still bothering me then, so I, I kept like trying to like stay off of it or like not uphill and downhill hurt a lot. I think that's why maybe I don't really think about a whole lot of the the routes in Colorado because I fell on our first one and dealt with an injury from it up until Tahoe pretty much. Like the run in Wasatch was the first time. Uh, I could run uphill without pain. I can run. I could run downhill with with minimal pain. So that was a good sign because that was towards the like days leading up. I think we left on Wednesday. That's our last big vert day. Did we leave yeah, we dropped Martha Wednesday night at the airport and went towards Winnemucca. Yeah, stayed in the just a. We picked up uh, Sammy Stocklosa, a friend of the Woo-hoo. pod. Um, you heard her in the last episode. Big blanket hog. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, Mike and I had slept enough together during that trip that we understood uh, how to share covers. Uh, no segue there, other than we left our one night in Nevada and made it to Tahoe. And Wes, the shining bright light of happy, excited energy. Yeah, the first bullet point on the run of show is feelings about getting to the the end of the journey. Hallelujah. For me, especially since we went to. Um, what's the name of that brewery? I can like see. Alibine? Didn't you buy a? Sh- yeah. Was it just Did you Alibine? buy a shirt there? I bought a sticker. Okay. 
It's alibi. It's got the mustache. Yeah. Uh, it's just because we recently just went to Bitter Alibi like a few days ago. So I was just like, is that the name? Am I just mixing it up? Anyways. I think it was. Uh, alibi Ale Works. They're, really good. They're in, in Truckee where Yumi and Will Sickenberger had been two months prior. So for Weirdly me. Weirdly felt like coming home. Yeah. It, it felt like very familiar, which was something that had not happened since like. I guess being used to being in in that house in in Golden, so I feel like Salt Lake was that type two fun experience. Where like looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was a blast for the most part. But well, there if we were really struggling. Uh, Fisher Brewing there in Salt Lake was fantastic. Two thumbs Ooh, yeah. up there. Um, Remember that one's name at least. Anyways, feelings about being at the end of the journey. Um, I guess days leading up to race weekend like we stayed in one one house for one night and then essentially the, the, oh the crew was there and then like we went to the Mike next and my interaction to the king's or excitement with the whole place just summed it up with like leaping onto the king's size bed and just being like oh my god we've made it it's actually comfortable this is this is it never leaving it was so good um was there a, a sense of more of a sense of relief of finally getting to Tahoe or was that when or did like race stress kick in I don't know if I ever got super stressed about it until the night before I was just so excited to be there the energy of the race village there was so cool I feel like I hadn't framed Broken Arrow as a race that I could do super well in my mind so I was like you know what I've done a lot of mountains in the last two weeks so if things go well they go well and if they're awful then it is what it is, and it's beautiful here. Just, like, the excitement of seeing the pros and seeing the, like, vast mountain views again was so nice. And the cool, crisp air there, just the whole energy was awesome. Yes, it was actually cold. Yeah, legitimately. Race morning, like, had a puffy. Yeah, and it, it snowed, which I guess was covered in the race uh, interviews in the last episode. So we won't really delve into the races themselves, but... We've, you've kind of touched on it, just imp- impressions of, of being in the, the race village for that weekend. Do you have a highlight of that weekend? Is that like just a, a lead-in question? to? It wasn't referencing the situation that um, I'll come back to. No. Was that, was that the highlight? Um, yeah, probably. Well, then carry on to your story there, Charlie. Well, it's, it's uh, meeting my coach in person for the first time was great. Not the greatest first interaction. Uh, I wasn't really thinking clearly. Never, know. never go for the upper hug. Whatever happened. I went. I went, went low, under. low hug. Okay. Why did? She... Hmm. We're about the same. Tried to... <laughs> I, based on where she was standing and where I walked up, I felt like we were about the same height. Did Jell just like hit arms in the attempted hug? Nope. I. She put her arm out and I went under. Like an idiot, I went under, um, and I also didn't introduce myself. I just thought, just I waved, and she was like, "Hey!" And oh no! Extended. I think I think I missed that part that you didn't introduce before hugging her. I didn't say, "Hey, I'm Charlie, your athlete." Good stuff. I, I think she just, as soon as I opened my mouth and said, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, oh, this southern like, guy. Oh, it's a southern boy. That must be uh, Charlie. Charlie's interactions with pros are my favorite. We mentioned Anton earlier when he met Anton earlier this year. Was it last year? 
Dang, it's been a long time. It was last year. Last year, just turned around, frazzled and up, and smacked right into a hanging plant. So really, the hug is a step in the right direction. We backslid a little bit as the weekend continued, but... Uh, meeting heroes is hard. Um, I had a good second interaction with Coach. You blamed me for everything you'd done wrong. It's very rude. No, I just blamed you for all the runs that went longer than she put on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was kind of okay with that. Then she uh, yelled at me for being on my feet, mm-hmm. which I paid for the next day in my race because I, I definitely felt it finally and, and, and unfortunately. Um, but biggest thing for me that weekend was uh, meeting my one of my role models, one of my top two role models in the, in the sport, like initially following her, uh, was who I wanted to like model myself after as I pursued like getting better in this sport and trying to make an impact on it. Uh, that person is Lucy Bartholomew. The first time I could have introduced myself I ended up trying on a pair of shoes that I currently own, but pretended I had not worn them before. So that was... A little rough to witness. I tried so hard to be a wing person. Didn't go well for me. Um, well, she was in a conversation. I, I initially had this like fear of like being a burden was kind of my thought. So I didn't, didn't want to like intrude in a conversation. I just felt like that was rude. And she was conversing with somebody, so we let that slide. Um, I just wanted to wait until the conversation was over. The conversation did end, and she walked away immediately, which is fine. She didn't know I was there to see her. She thought I was trying on a pair of shoes, probably, or didn't even notice I was there, which is fine. Um, she noticed you later in the day. Later that day, I, Michael and I went to what was going to be a movie screening of her FKT of uh, a trail in, in Northern Australia, the Northern Territory of Australia, uh, she said an FKT there and they did a film about it. I was going to watch that. And then another athlete whose name I don't remember also had a film. Anyways, it was still too light. So we, Michael and I left. I did win a variety pack of spring gels uh, in the raffle, which was big news. But that was after the probably the worst inter- like interaction I've had with somebody, elite or not elite. Uh, Lucy was on the phone. Well, Michael and I were one of, well, two of two people there. We were an hour early for the film. I thought it was going to fill up or something. And it's classy. You guys arrived very punctual. Lucy was on the, on the phone walking across the race village, and we made eye contact. Big moment. Um, but it was as I was n- looking away. Like, you know, when you're you look over at somebody and they're not looking at you. So you're like, you give it maybe a second. And if it doesn't no eye contact, you looked away. It was as I was looking away, she looks over. Then I look back. We make eye contact. Um, heart's racing. I forgot my name. Uh, I wave. I go for a wave. <laughs> and uh, I she starts to wave and I, we go ahead and do that interaction. Then I look away and then I look back and she's still looking like over in my direction. And I just, I had no idea what to do. And it was very awkward. Um, Which to be fair, she probably thought nothing of it. I was like, Oh, Hey, hi dude. Yeah. 
Probably. Um, got up to leave before the film started after the raffle and the Q&A that they did to fill time. And she was in a conversation again. And Michael and I walked up because we were just going to walk out. And then she just walks away and missed another opportunity. The next day she was walking. Oh, you missed when she asked um, you if she looked lost and you forgot how to speak. I think I just giggled. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. Yep. Um, Smooth is how many people have described it. Smoothest. That is where I am with Winston Bishop um, to a T. Anyways, uh, the next day we were, I guess there was a panel. Yeah, that was the women's panel. Went to the women's panel, which was awesome. Um, hosted by, you know, the best ever, Corinne Malcolm. Um, and I finally get up to, or we get up to go chase down Lucy not chase down walk over to lucy but then she starts walking away with a couple people yeah we followed her that was some commitment there and i was just like well this is probably my last opportunity walked over there yeah um you did good you got a hug oh uh the reason i didn't mike and i didn't get to talk to her the night before is i couldn't remember mm-hmm. what the word was I was interrupt I was like, intrude any of the i words forgot both of those words they exited my vocabulary and I was just standing there, not like directly behind her, but a little ways behind her, just racking my brain. Like, what am I going to say? And then she obviously walked away, so didn't have to worry about it. The next day, I remembered intrude or interrupt. I don't you remember used what I said. Some words came out of your mouth that was impressive. Um, fangirled for a second and told her, you know, you're my, my favorite, my role model all that stuff um and we ended up i thought that was just gonna be it i was gonna ask for a picture and then just let her go but she ended up talking to us for i don't know about 20 minutes it was awesome i met a new friend a girl that runs for run rabbit that lives in phoenix was kind of cool got her instagram so might have a friend and when we go to black canyon in february nice uh so that was uh my interaction i did get a photo with her but my favorite follow-up to that is i think you bolstered up mike where he finished the 26k and saw molly seidel who was dating a trail runner off in the distance and was like well i gotta get a picture <laughs> i know we're, we're about to move on to a new segment <laughs> i think Neil just likes mike apparently we had lots of <laughs> interactions here but sprints up very quickly is like hey can i get a photo very quick simple process mike gets a picture with his idol whole two minutes beautiful beautiful happenings so i gave him a lot of examples of what not to do uh meeting on that i got to meet david roach which is cool he's my coach um actually didn't realize he was going to be there and went over to talk to seth ruling who was also a swap athlete and was chatting with him and charlie pokes me and it's like hey i think that's david and i was like i don't know what you're talking about i'm talking to seth and look over and he's standing i'm like oh my gosh cool i actually get to meet you um so got to chat with him for a little bit and it was really cool he chatted with us about the road trip a little bit and actually remembered charlie the next day and got to cheer for him during his race so really cool series of interactions and it's been nice talking with him about training after actually meeting him in person so that was definitely a highlight for me as well yeah i think that's that's one of the big takeaways i i have from the 
the trip is being able to not only like once again line up with big athletes but uh for us to finally get to meet our coaches in person uh i think we're two people who depend on i know this sounds really strange for me but i depend on having the like in-person friendships Uh, i don't do well over long distance i have to have to see the people in person to continue developing relationships so uh yeah honestly david cheering for me at at one of the tops of one of the climbs was huge because i was not uh in a very good headspace and then hearing that was a big boost so thanks papa roach for uh the pep talk there and uh, huge thanks to corinne for wanting to be anywhere around me after uh our first interaction um i got to i stayed for western states after the race weekend and got to uh grab a bite with with her and and you know chit chat some more so that was super helpful um so the big important people aren't like super scary like other other sports and they're actually really down to earth super friendly they're exactly who we think they are like how how they look in in social media or videos or anything they're really genuine people that are extremely infectious and 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 bubbly and and fun and um caring and very like there to there to cheer you on so that was uh my big takeaway or one of them just real that the thought that the trail running community is really special and genuine in any circumstance holds true through all these big races we've done and at home where no matter where you travel that there's going to be other runners there to support you and if you're doing a big race or little homegrown thing that people are going to be kind and want you to do your best whether you're front of the pack or back of the pack any other takeaways from the trip as a whole I mean, I think both of us have had the takeaway. I've written two pages in my journal to flip back to if I forget how much I want to move out there now, where there's just nothing like the training out there. There's nothing like that magic feeling of being in the big mountains. And I feel like we both decided we owe it to ourselves to at least give it a shot for a little while, where the South has its own appeal of the lush beauty, but experiencing something different for both of us that grew up here in Chattanooga, I feel like is much more instilled in my mind as important after this trip than it was previously. And that just super awesome vacation. It's kind of crazy that all the pieces of it came together and all of our friends got there. We survived and didn't fall off any mountains. No one actually hurt themselves. We fed ourselves the entire time. It's just pretty spectacular overall. Yeah, uh, I can essentially just say ditto to most of what you said. Like, it was another reminder for me that uh, to run in the big mountains, you gotta kind of train in the big mountains. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, uh, I do have a uh, a glimmer of hope that, like, I th- I think we could do well at a at a race like Western States if we were what still was, here. What was the dude from Ohio? Uh, Arlen Gleck. Yeah, killed it from south. Um, gave uh, everyone not in the Rockies or out, uh, out West, uh, on the West coast, hope that you can show up and, and absolutely rock it. He's a super, super fast runner. 
that stepped up to the hundo distance and, and did super well. Uh, it was really cool to like another big takeaway was Western States is exactly what they hype it up to be. Um, even just, I was supposed to volunteer, uh, things fell through and I just got to spectate slash sit in my, uh, Airbnb. One rumor. One rumor. Um, where it was just one room. It was, it was uh, yeah, no other way to describe it. So on one wall, it was shower, toilet, sink, fridge, TV. On the other side was a dresser and a futon bed, which was actually super comfortable. Um, Perfect. I slept really well that week. So just watched live race coverage from there until it was time to go to the finish line i got out and and ran during the day actually the last two days i ran during the hottest parts and it was absolutely awful how hot it was so not looking forward to getting our names drawn at the next next lottery but but at the same time many fingers crossed many fingers crossed and yeah that really rehyped me for states and running long distances again getting back into the ultra distance um, I've been doing the sub ultra stuff for a couple years now. Still might, I don't know. Well, uh, coach and coach and I will hash that out next week. Um, and we'll, we'll see that through, uh, favorite route of the trip as we wrap things up. I guess I'll go back to Castle Peak. The one that we did, we referenced at the beginning of the day after the race where somehow my legs felt the best that they did the entire trip. I don't know if Broken Arrow finally snapped it in that I was adjusted to altitude, but you, me, Will, and Mike just started running uphill pretty carefree and got to the top of these huge like rock scramble pieces that kind of looked like a castle on top of the mountain and just had huge swooping views of California and just really was a good finale to the whole trip. That was the day that everyone kind of split up after that and it was just a gorgeous like six and a half miles, I think a thousand something feet again and was just was a perfect finale uh, i believe it was almost 2000 i think we got 1700 out of it and yeah, don't let me undercut us do the no. strava adjustment do not undercut yeah ever since getting back my watch has given me absolutely no vert but that's another topic for another day but first not real so must not be um yeah that was probably the one of the runs where i had the most fun Best view was from the top of Estes Cone. Definitely. You and I were both having a terrible time, though. Yeah, I was not having a, a Baja Blast on, on that run. Uh, I think my hand was still bleeding at that point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll just make that the, the route of the trip. I mean, the our loop for Broken Arrow was really nice i think if we had just fun fun run it instead of raced it i think i I looked up twice during my race to to take in a view i did take a video at one point when it started snowing at the top i got really excited and it's a little panorama thing but that was about it i was trying to breathe the whole time i think i mentioned maybe in my little mini mic interview that my heart rate was like 170 to 180 the whole time i was like well i'm dying for six hours so that's it that's mountain running for you. Are we encouraging you guys to do it? It's the best. Uh, yeah. 
I would I would maybe be interested to see what that feels like at a 50k distance as opposed to absolutely just throwing it down for one loop. Uh, that hurt a lot. Um, Can confirm 50k also. No bueno. Yeah. But. So maybe we didn't sell you on it. Uh, w- one of my favorite races, I, I think, just because of the the massive group. Honestly, one of my favorite days from the whole trip was uh, the day of the 52k. Just Michael awesome. and I chilling, chilling there at the at the bottom of the hill at the finish line slash start of the next loop. It was really fun to to hang out and watch y'all. Uh, stood next to uh, Western States or future Western States champion at the time, uh, Ruth Croft. Um, oh, I think I missed that piece of information. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was telling uh, Michael who. Uh, who she was I was like after she walked away of course I wasn't like standing there and being like somebody next to us is Ruth Croft she's probably going to win next week in Western States it's been real funny yeah uh, I learned at that point how to interact with the uh, elite athletes maybe nope we still had the panel on I met Lucy after that maybe Ruth Croft gave me the confidence we'll go back yeah we'll try it again Uh, yeah Lucy you remember me uh, 100% would recommend getting out there and, and running that race weekend. There's a distance just about for everybody. There's even a kid's race. So you can do the vertical kilometer, the 11K, 52K if you want to run for a long time, 26K if you want to run for less time. Um, and then uh, a kid's race that goes on at the same time as the 52K. So they'll be running down the hill. I really with did the best. not know that was a thing and thought that a small child was beating me and got a little sad, but it was okay. I passed said child and felt better about myself. So there you go. Um, and I, there's also the Iron Face Challenge, which a uh, friend of the pod, uh, Sarah Warner, uh, won for females, which is really, cool. really cool. It was the first year that that race existed. It's a run slash climbing competition. Yeah, uh, they had to put on helmets and strap in. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, her interview is in the last episode as well. I think it's the first interview on that podcast if you want to listen to it. Uh, 100% recommend Broken Arrow, uh, Truckee, a great place to hang out. Olympic Valley, super cool. Um, Dark Horse Coffee Roasters. So good. So, so good. Coffee and those waffles were fantastic. I'm looking at your Dark Horse sticker on your laptop now. Really left its mark. I peeled it off one of the to-go bottles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who actually Free buys sticker. stickers? Oh my gosh, Charlie. They didn't have the one I wanted. That's the one I wanted, so that's the one that's on my laptop. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that trip. I talked about it in the interview I gave to myself about how, how meaningful it was to, to be with that group uh, in, I guess, different numbers of people throughout the trip. Um, Did you video the one of you interviewing yourself? Uh-huh. Perfect. That's uh, exciting. Uh, eventually, uh, I know it's time for the end of the podcast. Uh, we'll start putting the intro or the outro music here. So we have about three minutes. Um, and um, where was I going with that? Uh, on our Instagram page, uh, chat underscore rabbit underscore runners, uh, starting as soon as I stop recording here, we'll post the rest of the interviews uh on that page um maybe maybe not mine 
Uh, <laughs> maybe not Sammy's because I did not set the camera up in the right direction. It is just her shoulder. It looks like I'm just interviewing Amazing. the shoulder. So maybe I will post it. Uh, everyone deserves to be up there. Uh, you can also find all of those interviews in audio form in the last episode of this podcast. Um, if you're interested at all in joining this running crew, uh, we would love to, to have you. Uh, please don't feel like you can't join this group. Don't run fast enough or yeah. far enough or the any right speed, terrain. Any surface, any personality, we're very happy for you to come join. Um, we did a, a pub run last weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to actually talk to Leah uh, off mic about doing a, a weekly run or start setting up a uh, bi-weekly or like Saturday morning run um, where we give people routes or whatever. Just wanting to, to get a little bit more involved. We have been away for a month, so forgive us, under us. forgive us for that. Um, but uh, reach out to us on our Instagram page. You can reach out to me directly uh, via email. That's uh, charliehaney28 at gmail.com. Or you can find me at charlie underscore haney28 on Instagram. Leah, what's your Insta handle? It is just Leah Mulligan, my name. It's all together, all lowercase. Sweet. Super easy there. Um, yeah, remember to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. Uh, we are about to start an interview series with race directors and people that impact the running community here in Chattanooga, as well as getting back to our Why We Run series. I was told recently by a friend of the pod that uh, the, the one episode of Why We Run that's up uh, was super nice to listen to. So we're going to keep that going. So the more feedback you give or opinions or thoughts or suggestions, we're, we're open to it. We are not professional podcasters, uh, made very clear by this episode. So, um, any, uh, words of wisdom, motivation, or anything to send us out on? I think I'm pretty good. If you have the choice to go on an adventure, huge road trip like that, definitely take it. And for right now, those listening that live in the South, drink a lot of water. It's hot. It's pretty bad. Hydrate. Uh, you can also uh, use a great product called Salt Stick. Good gracious. Which I need to Too plug. Too many shameless plugs. Which I need to plug because I am an ambassador. Uh, they just came out with a uh, pineapple coconut, essentially a pina colada flavored uh fast chew we're on a kick right now um yeah we're on a pina colada kick because it is summertime uh, about to have some pinas tonight it's a pina pinas it's pina colada is it really it's not pina <laughs> we're gonna nope. have to <laughs> we're gonna start pina. the outro music here instead because we gotta delve into this oh, gosh it's pina pina no i guess it's got the little thingy but no one says pina I'm sorry that I'm cultured. I don't, I don't know what you... Oh do I need gosh. to go Schmidt on this? Like Maybe. So you're not Winston. Um, oh boy, we could just dive deep here. Back on. Pina? Like, come oh on, no. people. We're better than this. <laughs> Anyways, you can get those pina colada flavored Thanks, salt Charlie. stick chews uh, at a 20% discount using the code chattychuck, that's C-H-A-T-T-Y chuck it wouldn't let me edit it after i put it in i put it in as a joke 
to just see how I felt and it stuck. So uh, you can also click the link in my bio on my Instagram page to get 20% off uh, on any of their products. So feel free to hit that up. That's a, I think the fast shoes are absolutely uh, fantastic. They do have a drink mix that is out that makes it even easier to get those electrolytes in. But I do like the shoes instead of the pills in that you get some sort of flavor, something some satisfaction. something going on in your mouth other than just that plasticky pill. And um, yeah, a, a nice flavor like pina colada might do really well. Their lemon lime, also super tasty. Uh, mixed berry, also good as well. Tart orange, really sneaky good as a drink mix flavor. And the lemon lime's like a margarita, so uh, get that drink mix as well. Um, yeah, for all of us here in the Chat Rabbit Studios. Um, hey, we named it. Look at you. Yeah. Um, well, you won't hear the first part of that episode where we talked about that. You know. Probably not. Hopefully not. We'll see. But yeah, like Leah said, stay hydrated, get salty, uh, drink your electrolytes, stretch before Definitely and stretch. after We're your not runs. Doing well with that right now. Um, and. Uh, yeah. Drink some pina coladas. And uh, just, you know, be nice to people. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. <laughs> Bye.